Are you ready to bring your real estate game to the next level? My name is James Prendamano. I'm the CEO and founder of Pre-Real. And over the past 25 years, I've closed over a billion dollars in transactional real estate. Each week, I'm meeting with outstanding investors, high-performing individuals, and visionaries operating in the real estate space. These are the people that are actually out there in the real estate game right now getting it done. This podcast aims at bringing anyone's game to the next level. This is the Pre-Real Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Pre-Real Podcast. We're joined today by Eric Martell. Eric is the founder of Martell Turnkey. Uh, He's got a tremendous background in real estate, a super approachable way uh, of investing and and getting to a place of passive income. Uh, You've heard me talk to quite a few guests on the the large-scale multifamily. Eric's got a different approach, super approachable, as I said. Eric, thank you so much for taking the time out today. Thank you for having me, James. Yeah, it's our pleasure. So anytime that we're able to get folks on that can deliver value for the audience and help them achieve their goals financially, uh, we're happy to do it. You know, Eric, you, you know, one thing that jumped out uh, in your bio, I noticed you had purchased your first unit. I think you were 18 years old. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So could you talk a little bit to the audience about uh, the limited journey before that? How does someone end up buying real estate at, at such a young age? Yeah, so I knew uh, from a young age that there was a, a gap in uh, in understanding, a gap of information between different people. I mean, I was looking at my parents living paycheck to paycheck and then, uh, you know, not really being not business people. They don't really know how the, you know, how banking work. They don't know how business work and all of that. And I was looking at other people uh, in my, the small town I lived in that were really doing incredible things. And one of them started with a chip truck, you know, selling fries and stuff like that on the side of the road. And then he started selling, uh, you know, uh, sandwiches and blah, blah, blah. And then eventually he built a restaurant in the lot he was in. Then he had like multiple restaurants and then he had multiple businesses, all that. I knew there were, I knew my parents were missing something. I knew there was a gap in there. And I knew that I didn't want to live. I didn't want to live paycheck to paycheck. And I said, I want to figure out how this thing works. There's other information out there. There are people that they know how things, uh, how things are supposed to work. Fast track to university uh, where I was studying in uh, actuarial math. And uh, I meet a guy who's a real estate investor. Um, he has uh, he managed managed to build like a 36 unit apartment building and he was doing all he was planning to do a shopping center and a nursing home and all that kind of stuff. And that guy was just a regular community college teacher. Uh, nothing special. He was not smarter than anybody else. He was not, he was not making money definitely more than anybody else. He was just learning. He was just exploring. He was really thinking like he would spend like a few hours a day on his own, like really thinking through problems and working. And he was very disciplined and he managed to do all of that from, uh, from the ground up 36 unit apartment building, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so when I met him, I was just like, okay, this is, I'm going to latch on to this guy. I want him to uh, teach me whatever I need to know and all of that. And um, so, yeah, so he agreed to be my mentor and, uh, you know, with him, with his help, his guidance, I should say, and his really is, um, you know, I started looking at, at 
properties and uh, working with a, a realtor. And I said, well, here's, here are my parameters and stuff like that. And he kept showing me properties and I said, dude, this is, this is not the, this doesn't mean the criteria. I said, what you're looking for doesn't exist. So we have to kind of like adjust and find some other things. And I was just like, well, no, and you need to find it. And uh, eventually he just gave me, in those days, it was, there was no MLS listing online or anything <laughs> like that. So he, he just gave me like four binders okay. uh, with hundreds of properties in each binders. And uh, I spent the weekend basically looking through uh, and then calculating, kind of I had the rule of thumb similar to the 1% rule that I was using. And I just ran through and I found a bunch of properties and uh, and my mentor was really great at kept kind of telling me or kept not pushing me but kind of encouraging me to say no keep you're you're on the right track just keep going just like yeah you, the, forget about what the realtor tells you there are properties out there going, okay sure are you sure about that look at that and then so I managed to find like four four properties three or four properties out, out of these uh, binders that met my criteria. The next element of that was about financing. How many, obviously, I, I was in college. I had no money. Uh, and um, so we found, we talked to the, the sellers, and then one of them was willing to do seller financing in a second position. And um, so I just needed to find the, uh, the, first, the first lien position uh, mortgage company. Went around, got, got a loan from the credit union. And just to show you how little money I had, I still remember writing that check. I think it was like $75 for the application fee for the credit union. And I think I had like a hundred or 125 bucks in the bank when I wrote it. So hmm. I said, this better work. This yeah. better work because this is, uh, I'm going to eat peanut butter for the rest of the month. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, it, it worked out. And even after that, like hundred percent financing, it was cash flowing at the end. Um, so, you know, I think it was cash flowing like 200 or $300 a month at that, at that time for these eight units. So, so you're, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt here, but no, you're, no. you're literally making this leap here with no money into the transaction. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we knew upfront, like I had no money and I, you know, there was all these commercials about, oh, you can find properties like no money down and stuff like that. Yeah, you can find them. And I can tell you that they're still out there. They're difficult to find. You have to you have to work harder, obviously. If you have a lot of money and you have, uh, you can have access to all kinds of loans, you know, you can find a lot more properties. It's a lot easier. If you have no money, you have to work harder. So it's kind of like time. <laughs> you have to put more time if you want to kind of like get what you want. And uh, if you have low money, if you have more money, then you need you need less time on your side. So, you you make that first leap. It's cash flowing a couple of hundred bucks a month. Um, at at what point? I think it's so important that we touch on this. You actually wrote a book, "Stop Trading Your Time for Money." Essentially, it's the how to guide for the middle class to achieve financial freedom early retirement and provide a legacy for future generations, right? Mm -hmm. Wealth building. Right. Um, so few of us ever even get to that point where we understand what financial freedom is and we understand what trading time for money is. Um, it's something we've been harping on a bit lately. Could you spend a couple of minutes on that, Eric? It's, it's so important. Well, I think, I think so. I think this is very important. And when people are looking at it, you have to look at it more uh, strategically. You, there's everybody knows this. I mean, there's thousands of ways to make money 
thousands of ways to make money in real estate alone. Um, so you can do all kinds of things and make money in real estate, but not everything works for everybody. Um, so if you want to buy like a big medical medical building and stuff like that and rent it to uh, to doctors and all of that, yeah, people can do that. People are making money at that. But is this something that you you can do? And and um, the parameters that I use for that is around it's really around resources. What resources do you have to do the deals that you want that you need to do to achieve your goal? So and the main resources obviously is time. And then second one is going to be around money. And then a third one could be around kind of like the, your capabilities or your skills, things that you can bring uh, to the table. So that way you can. You may not have the the money, but you have the skills, and then you can you can kind of like be in in the deal somehow with other partners and stuff like that. And uh, the challenge that happens is that a lot of people are working full time, uh, and then you know you work full time, you want to spend time with family and friends, and you're tired, and you want to blah blah blah, and then so you you're left with like ten maybe twenty hours a week uh, if you work very hard, where you can actually dedicate to another another business or investment or something like that. Mm. That's not very much depending on what you're trying to do. Uh, if you're trying to do, again, that medical building, or if you want to do nursing home and you don't know anything about nursing home, it's going to take you a lot of effort to learn nursing home business, where you want to do nursing home, what are the regulations there, blah, 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 blah. You know, So there's a lot of research that needs to be there and finding the right contractor, all of that. Even Burr strategy, uh, which is, um, you know, where you buy distressed property, renovate it, rent it out, refinance it, and then repeat, which is a pretty famous one. Uh, if you're doing that out of state, it takes, or even in, even in your local area, it takes a lot of effort to find the right contractor, manage the contractor, you know, and, and deal with, with all of that. Um, so it takes some time to do this. If you don't have the time, if you only have like 10, 20 hours a week to do this, that's why my number one recommendation is to do something that is more turnkey. So you buy something that's it's all ready to go. You just buy it and it's cash flowing and you know exactly what it is. And you can build a portfolio pretty quickly that way. So there are turnkey apartment buildings. Um, these are, you know, you need more money for that. Uh, and then, you know, in the due diligence and all that kind of stuff. On the single family rental side, it's a little bit easier to get in, you know, with as little as $30,000, you can get a single family rental that's going to give you $300 a month in, uh, in net cash flow after you pay the mortgage, the property management company and all of that. So that's easy to ramp up. I can buy one property, I can buy three properties, I can, you know, and then maybe, you know, so it's a little bit easier. If I'm going after an apartment building, as you know, I mean, you're you're in the you're in the uh, the, the business. It's uh, it's they're hard to find right now, and they cost more money than they used to. Um, so it's harder to find something that's going to cash flow a turnkey apartment building that's going to cash flow upfront. So that's kind of a, that's kind of what I'm looking at. I'm looking at your time, the money that you have, and then finding the right balance, and then really focusing on the strategies that are going to make your goal happen. Your number one goal should be to achieve financial freedom, buy your time back first. Then after that, it's going to open a whole new series of opportunities that uh, yeah, you didn't have before because you didn't have time. So if, you wanna, if you're interested in nursing home, 
once you achieve financial freedom, you can you can go into nursing home if you want. You can really look into that, research it, spend the time and the energy to 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 do that if that's something that interests you. But the time is number one; is the most important thing. So, uh, for so few of us, we ever get to uh, to that place where uh, one they re- we recognize that where we're not really to be candid um, fulfilled in our current role, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And and it, it it takes a lot of courage to recognize that and to step back far enough uh, to see other pathways. Uh, so many of us fall into our role for one way or another. And literally, you know, you, you, you lift your head up, Eric, and, and 10, 15 years have come off the calendar and you're you're in a position and and you, you don't quite know how you got there, but you certainly don't know how to get out of it. Uh, so for those that are are reevaluating and taking those steps, uh, your approach I found to be super approachable uh, for a number of reasons. Can can we talk a little bit about uh, Martel Turnkey and and all of the services and what actually it is that you're you're providing here for the customer? Yeah, so first it's like the complete turnkey business. So we buy distressed property, uh, we we renovate them, we rent them out, and then uh, as an investor, uh, basically the product that you get is this is this renovated uh, house with a tenant in place, and we connect you with the lender, the insurance company, the property management company, and you're on on the property. So everything it uh, everything is already you already know what the numbers are going to look like. You already have a tenant in place. You already know what the rent is. You know what it's going to cash flow. So we we make it super easy for uh, for you to, um, to build your passive income portfolio. Our goal is not to send what to sell one house. It's to really um, sell help you achieve financial freedom and build the, a passive income portfolio. So let's let's talk a little bit about um, scale and and the challenges that uh, I've seen personally, and of course through clients and and investors that I've worked with over the years. <clears throat> I've I've found that when you're investing um, in a product that does not have scale, right? If you're not buying 150, 200 units in a building, uh, for me it was it was very challenging. Trying to, uh, I had a, a five unit here, a three unit there, a two unit here. Finding resources, managers, uh, maintenance workers, right? It, it's a it's a constant uh, challenge to to find the right folks to service these things. How are you guys accounting for for that that problem? Yeah, so the property we have a property management company. I mean, this is what they specialize in. So. Uh, you know, there are different property managers, company that, uh, you know, they, you know, some of them specialize in massive apartment building on-site property management. The ones that we are working with are third-party property managers. They specialize in single-family rentals. So they're, they're used to that. They're used to, to managing these properties. They have the maintenance crew uh, on board and, uh, you know, and they just dispatch them to the different properties. So you guys are, are are offering product, and if you check the the website side out, folks, there's a an inventory page that you can go to, and it actually will show uh, the asset and the uh, potential rate of return. Uh, and as you click through it, 
uh, you're actually offering folks the opportunity to connect with managers all through your portal, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so are- as as you start the process, as when you put a, an offer together for uh, for a property, once the offer is accepted, then we'll work with you uh, with the investor on closing the property, and then we introduce you. Uh, along the way, you know, we're going to start with the lender and then eventually we'll introduce you to the insurance company and the property management company. So, folks, for, for those of you looking to to start picking up uh, income producing real estate at uh, at a reasonable pace, again, I was uh, attracted to this discussion because the the challenges that typically go along with building this type of a portfolio, Eric's team is taking all of that out of the mix and, and they're doing it in a really methodical way. I want to talk about um, your initial process, Eric, because I was very impressed with your content. I was very impressed with how you were identifying markets. So I don't want folks to think that you're just grabbing units all over the country and there's not a, a methodology to this, right? You guys put a lot of time and energy into sourcing where you want to buy. Can, can we talk a little bit about that process? Yeah, absolutely. So we we wanted to be uh, very strategic about what we want, what we wanted, right? So we uh, and initially we didn't when we started investing in this uh, passive income property. Our intention was not to start Martel Turnkey. We were just building our our passive income portfolio, and then we basically I basically started with a blank page, and I said, okay, well, first, where are we going to buy? We know kind of like we know we need to have cash flowing properties. So let's see, let's see where the markets are going to be. Where, where should we buy these properties? And then one of the criteria was we want to have landlord friendly states. So that's the number one criteria for us. Um, and it's proving true here. I mean, you're looking in, in California and you're looking in uh, Washington state and all that, all the new regulations that are coming into play uh, for these, um, you know, for, for the landlords and uh, property owners. Um, so so that worked out. That's worked out well for us. We're also looking for uh, cities, basically, that have they're pretty healthy. They have a, a sustainable growth in population, sustainable growth in business, and uh, and the reason why we want to have something that's sustainable, which is like around one percent, one to two percent, uh, is that if you have a city that is growing too rapidly, that means there's like way too many people that are coming in. And all of a sudden, the price kind of get out of whack with with reality. You know, case in point, you can look at Phoenix, you can look at uh, San Francisco, you can look at even Miami now, which is the number one, uh, the most expensive city in the U.S. Um, you know, because there's so many people. Or you look at Austin. We were in Austin the other day, and it's just like kind of blowing up because the demand is go is so high all of a sudden that oh well we don't know like now we have to build things we. <laughs> And it takes time to build the to build the supply. So for all these reasons, I mean, we stay in cities that have a, uh, a sustainable growth. That way, we can we have opportunity to find better deals. And then finally, it's kind of around the uh, at the macroeconomic level. I would say median house price, median uh, rent, uh, monthly rent. We're trying to look for things that are close to that one percent rule. Kind of as an aggregate, of course, you know, there's a wide variation in prices and stuff like that. So that's why we're looking at the median uh, house price and the median rent. And then we have kind of a broad range there because really it's 
that's going to identify the city, but it's really when we're going to go into each of the neighborhood that we're going to find the real, the right neighborhood for the houses we want to uh, we want to buy. Um, and then in terms of neighborhood, we're looking for about sixty percent home ownership. We want um, the the tenant, the, the our tenant, to feel like they're part of a community, they're part of the the neighborhood. And um, if it's sixty percent ownership around, people tend to. Uh, take care of their houses a little bit more and it's just uh it's just great that way uh and then kind of like good school as much as possible low crime um and we're looking for kind of like workforce housing so we're looking for bnc class neighborhood where the people are you know they have jobs they're blue collar workers or whatever um and yeah so that seems to work for us so um one of the things that is a reoccurring theme for us is the legislative threats that uh, we're, we're seeing in some of the cities. I'm, I'm from New York um, and the, the, the shift is real. Uh, folks are now opting to take those dollars and invest them elsewhere because uh, legislatively, um, what is often, you know, and we say this a lot, best intended and, and um, well-intended legislation just doesn't play out in, in the real world in a practical manner. And, and we're finding folks are, are, are leaving and opting to take their, their dollars elsewhere because yeah. it's just too challenging now to, to navigate those waters. So you guys have gone through... Uh, and if you check out Eric's content, he's got a ton of videos. One of the videos uh, in particular talks about a website where he's gone in and he's done uh, the legwork on a bunch of these markets. It's a free resource. It's not his, his main website, but it's investor-list.com where he has all of these different sub-markets and you can click right in and see population, unemployment rate, median household income, uh, medium, uh, median monthly rent. A lot of the legwork is done for you there as a free resource, uh, which is also something that caught my eye as we were prepping for this, that you're not throwing darts. You really are using a, a methodology here to identify these assets. And if, if you were to talk to uh, any, I think, uh, starter investor that's looking to make this transition, that's looking for more passive income, that really does want financial freedom, uh, some of the potential ROIs on your site, 20, 22, 23%, these are real numbers. Yeah, they are real numbers. They are, these ones include also, there's a net cash flow, mm -hmm. so there's positive cash flow there, as well as uh, appreciation. So we're assuming, uh, and actually we, we display uh, kind of like about a 3% or 4% appreciation, some markets 2%. So this is market, depends on the market that you're buying in. But yeah, so this is, you're looking at about 20, 22%, uh, you know, returns, annualized returns on these these properties. Uh, it's pretty significant. Yeah. It, it really and, is. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the big reason too, why we, uh, we're showing this is that is the importance once you are, um, once you use leverage, it really helps protect your uh, your wealth against inflation. I mean, this is what you want to buy a, an asset class that is cash flowing and that you can use maximum. You can maximize leverage. Um, this is very important. Um, cash flowing because you don't have to worry about it. You don't. You're not paying for it. And then the second thing why you use leverage is because you're basically borrowing money in today's dollar 
and you're going to pay it in future dollars, which we all know is going to be worth less uh, in terms of purchasing power. So that's what you want to do. You want to have, you want to kind of like bring in all these future dollars and then get use them today to buy this uh, a rental property, a cash flowing rental property. Yeah. So the inflation hedge, uh, I think we should spend a minute on because it, it's the buzzword now, right? Everybody's talking about inflation and I'm not quite sure everyone understands uh, what a, an unbelievable hedge these single family residences offer in inflation. So, you know, folks, uh, as interest rates are starting to tick up, don't be fooled here. Th these are still historically low interest rates. And, and if the bank is willing to lock you in on a 30-year loan or a 25-year loan at four, four and a half, five, I mean, my first property I bought was almost 13%. Um, yep. And you're locking this in, right, for, for this yep. fixed period of time at a point when inflation's at five, six, seven, eight, nine percent the value of the house is, is going up and you have the ability to recast your rent annually. Right. Yeah. You don't you don't get locked into what was for us the holy grail for a long time were commercial leases. We wanted those 10, 15 year signatures. And and in, in those instances, now we're locked in on some two and three percent annual increases when you know, you know technically you're you're devaluing your asset every year, right? Mm -hmm. But with the single single family residences, you have this opportunity to recast your rent every year. And as rent is going up and the value is going up, your debt services fixed and you can yeah. enjoy more and more upside that's right so uh, yeah exactly and a lot of people are saying oh well you know it uh, it depends what, what if the rate goes down well that's that's fine you the rate goes down you can go and refi in a few mm -hmm. years refi the lower rate but what if the rate goes up then you're missing the boat so i'd rather lock in now long term i can always refinance it at a lower rate later on but the key is to really to use that uh, use that leverage so if you're interested, folks, check out the website. It's martelturnkey.com. There's a turnkey rentals for sale um, tab. You jump on, it shows pictures of the house. It details what renovations were done, uh, what the cap rate is. As, as Eric had said, the tenants are in place. They offer guidance on financing, management companies. This is a really, really easy, approachable way to you know, kind of get up and get get it going, folks. Let's let's take that first step, yeah. right? A lot of us have talked about it for a long time, and this is a really easy way with relatively low uh, initial investments to get in the game. Um, Eric, you you're also doing stuff in the the, the blockchain space, which right. which I think is fascinating. Can you talk to the audience a little about uh, about what you're working on there? Yeah, so we uh, we basically are launched a uh, tokenized real estate fund. Um, so we, uh, there, there's a lot of things happening in the real estate space in terms of democratizing real estate, making it easier for people to go in and invest in real estate rentals. Um, we're the first one that actually are putting our real estate portfolio on the blockchain. So what the way that's going to work is that Investors can go in and they buy a, a, what's called a security token. And that token represents basically a, a share of the portfolio uh, of real estate rentals. That real estate uh, portfolio is uh, all rent, single family rentals, it's all cash flowing, and then uh, we, it's all professionally managed. So we're going to manage that. We're going to have a professional uh, property management company as well. 
So all of that is, is set and we have a solid track record. So your money is in good hands. And then on a regular basis, we will, um, we will be, uh, the, the tokens will appreciate in value. You will be able to, um, uh, to basically sell that token at, at a profit if you want to do that, or if you want, you can sell it back if you want your money uh, back. You can also you're also going to get uh, U.S. dollars uh, into your digital wallet on a regular basis for based on cash flow and the profit uh, of the company. So these are all kinds of um, different things that uh, that we're doing with that um, that space. And but the reason why we're doing this is. There are, there's a lot of people that we're talking to, they don't have that $30,000 uh, to invest in a single family rental. So that's number one. They don't feel like being a, a landlord. They uh, they want to you know, stay clean, I would say. Mm-hmm. They don't want to have to even approving property management things or you know, blah, blah, blah. You want to minimize risk. And um, so with, and you want to be liquid. You want to be able to, uh, you know, if, if you need the money, if you invest twenty thousand dollars and you need five thousand dollars one day, you want to be able to uh, to get it out. So we're solving all these problems. So you'd be able to, you know, with as little as fifty dollars, you'll be able to buy uh, in a share of that company. It's going to be you're buying the whole portfolio. You're buying a piece of the whole portfolio, not just buying a piece of one house. Um, you're going to get the cash flow and appreciation, as I mentioned, and then you'll be able to, uh, it's liquid, you'll be able to sell these tokens or a portion of these tokens back to us or on the open market when we open uh, open the market later on. So this is going to be, uh, this is going to solve a lot of problems that we've seen people have with real estate investing, especially in terms of liquidity and in terms of uh, minimum entry point. So essentially, you're doing a a, a raise through mm-hmm. a token, um, yes. which is super interesting. So, are you taking the assets that would be associated with that particular token? Are you putting them on the ledger? Are you putting the deeds and the leases and all that stuff on the blockchain, or no? No, we're not. We're just uh, we're putting the L- so it's an LLC that will own the property. So the mm-hmm. LLC is going to be on title. And basically, we're sh- selling shares of that. The token represents a share of the membership of that LLC. So you're a member of that LLC. And based on uh, the amount of tokens that you acquire, uh, that will directly correlate to the percentage of distributions. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And are, are your distributions quarterly, semi-annually? Have you gotten that far yet? So eventually, we want we want to make it as fast as possible. So our goal really is: can we do it daily? Mm. So that that's how. Our, at the beginning, uh, we this year we probably won't be able to do the daily uh, daily cash flow, um, but that's that's our goal is to kind of get to that level. Uh, right now, we 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 just launched this, so it's going to take a while for us to kind of like put the portfolio together. Uh, you know, not that long, but it's going to take a few months to put the portfolio together and then figure out the cash flow and then the sequence. So maybe the first year we're going to do at maybe in December, no promises, but maybe in December we do a first distribution. Uh, and then another, uh, and then after that start quarterly and then maybe monthly and then kind of like shorten it as much as, as we can, as much as is feasibly possible. That's the advantage of the systems that we have is that we, we can literally do this very efficiently. 
you know, everything is there. All the payments are there. We have your wallet address. We can send you your USDC coins uh, for these distributions very easily. So we, we are working on um, an idea on the commercial side uh, where we want to actually take the leases, put them on the ledger, uh, and we we envision being able to get our commercial tenants to use the same bank where uh, through the creation of a token, <clears throat> essentially as the rent payments are made, it's the same bank, it's instantly clears. And, you know, imagine a little ding on the phone, right? As the yeah. tenants are paying their rent, you're getting distributions in real time as it runs down the ledger and, you know, cam is pulled out, taxes are pulled out, uh, you know, whatever contingencies need to be pulled out, but it's all transparent. I, look, I, I think that you're, you're clearly, you're super ahead of the curve here. Um, and I think that's the future. I, I, I think that everybody now, um, this next generation uh, technology is so woven in their DNA, the ability to be able to invest in a portfolio through a token, get distributions, have that kind of transparency and clarity on their phone in real time. Uh, that's the future, man. That, that's yeah. where this thing's headed. Absolutely. I, I truly believe that you know, blockchain is going to really enable a lot of, uh, of these things. I mean, real estate is a big industry and it's been kind of like left untouched by technology for the most yeah. part. I mean, yeah, we have uh, electronic document signing now, virtual notary. We have, you know, access to title and stuff like that online and some of the, you know, prop like property information from the different counties and stuff like that. But it's very fragmented. It's um, low tech for the most part and all of that. So I think, yeah, definitely we're, we're this, this is the future, like blockchain on real estate. For many years, I think, you know, blockchain has been looking for a solution. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so it's kind of like, a, a, actually, it's a solution looking for a problem. And now I think this, um, you know, the problem we're trying to solve blockchain was a perfect fit to to solve these problems. Well, I, I think part of the challenge, Eric, is you 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 had a, a generation of, of kids, and I don't, uh, in a disrespectful way, that mm -hmm. were uh, on the cutting edge of blockchain, uh, but they didn't have the practical real world real estate experience. And then you've got, I know your son is involved in the business. Yeah. Um, you've got, you know, uh, people at that age group that have enough experience in technology, but massive experience in deal-making. And that's where we're starting to see the crossover now. And some really neat things are starting to be deployed. Um, yeah. You know, so look, congratulations on that. Where can folks find more information on that piece? So the more information on the, it's going to be on martellinvest.com. That's martellinvest.com. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the other the other side, folks, if you're interested in in jumping in and come on, let's get let's get off the couch and let's get going here. You want to make that jump. Uh, check it out. MartellTurnkey.com. Uh, there's all of the information. All of the homework is done for you. It's a super easy site to navigate. Uh, Eric, thank you for joining us today. Really appreciate you, your time and best of luck with all of the, the exciting things you have on the horizon. Thank you, James. It was a pleasure. A pleasure was all mine. As always, everyone out there, please stay safe.